lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Hey, here we go. Let's go. It's a free-for-all Friday on the show with you. Thanks for tuning in wherever, however you're listening. If you're on the live stream, hey, waving at you right now. If you're on the radio, what's up? Waving at you, you just can't see me. You just have to take my word for it. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, it's nice and warm and cozy. Outside, it is frigid. Have y'all been outside today? Dad, gum it. All I did was go outside for literally about five minutes earlier, and, and I hadn't warmed up yet. My hands are still frozen. Uh, my High Point Roasters uh, coffee mug, I left it, you know, I didn't bring it in the studio with me. Uh, I left it where I was earlier. And, and so I am drinking hot coffee trying to warm up hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Out of my uh, The Office mug. You know, The Office mug? Since I'm right-handed, if you're on the live stream, you see it, it says The Office. If I were left-handed and the microphone were on the other side, see where I could drink the coffee left-handed, you'd see the employee, Dunder Mifflin Employee of the Month side of the mug. Recent gift here from the Homecoming Queen. But I'm putting it to good use. But got my hands on it, trying to warm my hands up. What's wrong with me? Bill, am I... Getting old, you get old, you stay colder. I mean, like, what's my problem? Uh, that sounds about right. Have you been outside today? Uh, yes, I have. Buddy, it's more than a little bit cold. It's a whole lot cold. I'm yes, tired it of it. I'm tired of it already. <laughs> nah, what's the point in complaining about the weather? It's just cold. It just is what it is. All right, welcome into the show. Lots of ways for you to be a part of it. Today is a good, it's going to be a good weekend, frankly, uh, in this neck of the woods to be indoors and watching basketball, either in person or on television. And just as until this cold weather passes, and I'll be glad when it passes. But in the meantime, we'll make the most of it and look ahead to the NFL playoffs. Playoffs? What was it Coach Morris said years ago? What? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yes, the playoffs. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, so uh, look ahead of the playoffs for tomorrow and the weekend. we got games tomorrow, don't we? Uh, I'll check those out. We're also going to take a look at the transfer portal. We've got transfer portal updates. Kind of skipped over it earlier in the week, but who cares? Because, frankly, change is day-to-day anyway. We need a daily update on the portal. All right, so you can be a part of the show, and I hope you will. Text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN or 885-3776. 885-ESPN, 885-3776. Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Here's the number, 995-1059. Got it? Sometimes I talk fast. 601-995-1059. There it is. Call me on the Divinity phone today. Love to hear from you. The first text today. <laughs> we, we've been blessing everybody's heart this week. 
on the radio. Now somebody's blessing mine. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona says, Aw, you're cold? Bless your heart, Matt Wyatt. He says, I'll be uh, out chan giggling like Dr. Evil at y'all back home. Yeah, he, what is it out there? About two degrees in Flagstaff? Something like that? Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah, all right. So the games uh, in the NFL for the weekend, you have two tomorrow. You have two on um, Sunday. I'll have to wait till Sunday for the best one. I shouldn't say that because I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's games. So tomorrow and Saturday at 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Timeout, swig of hot coffee. That's how the pros do it right there, Bill. They drink coffee on live radio. I'm trying to talk myself into being a pro. <laughs> Sarcastically. Yeah, all right. So 3.30 kickoff tomorrow on CBS. It'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. The Titans hosting the Bengals. Titans a 12-win team this year. Had the first round by. 12-5, and 7-2 at home. And up there uh, go uh, Joe Burrow and the fighting Hooday Bengals. We've discovered a lot of Bengals fans in the area here. <laughs> lately and there's a few here in Mississippi that because they are from Amory where a bunch of Joe Burrow's family is from and where they were born and raised um yeah so that one's a 3:30 central time kickoff on CBS if I'm reading this right I'm almost certain it's central 3:30 central and that is a huge game now Tennessee slightly favored just a little better than a field goal in the ball game I like Tennessee to win I sure do and I can't help myself but pull for the Titans a little bit Got Jeffrey Simmons over there on the defensive front. Got A.J. Brown on the offensive side. Would love to see them advance and meet up with the Chiefs. Would love to see that Chiefs and Titans rematch and you win either way. I still think Chiefs' best team on that side, but uh, they still have to go prove it. And just because they've won a recent Super Bowl and been to another recent Super Bowl does not mean anything towards this year. We know that. Uh, But you would think Titans tomorrow, I would pick them to win. Score, I don't know. You know, super-duper cold weather outside. Speaking of super-duper cold weather outside, what about the 49ers going to Green Bay? You know, that's the other thing. that You've got Green Bay sitting there with a week off because of the bye. The number one seed in the NFC, they're a 13-win team, hosting the 49ers coming off that confidence-building win. They just absolutely thumped the Cowboys last week. You know, I make it sound like a blowout. It was not a blowout. It just seemed like, because of, they were so much more physical than Dallas, it just seemed like San Francisco had the, the, the game like in their pocket the whole, whole time. And so here they go. They're going to go play in extreme conditions at Lambeau tomorrow night, 7-15 kickoff, uh, 7-15 on Fox Central Time. So it'll be 8 Central. And like they're saying it's going to be like 8 or 9 degrees up there during the ballgame, like super-duper cold weather. So how's this team from California going to handle that who played great indoors last week? You know, you would just think they're Packers' big advantage. And the Packers are 8-0 and at home this week. I mean, this year. 8-0 and this year at home. Look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. He threw 37 touchdowns this year, 4,115 yards. Aaron Rodgers threw the same number of touchdowns in the regular season as Dak Prescott. They both missed a game, right? Yet somebody called me last week and said Dak Prescott has never. He took called me earlier in the week and said he's never thrown an accurate pass. He just doesn't. He just he's not accurate. 
<laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, the Sunday games, you'll wait for those. I cannot wait. 5.30 CBS, Sunday evening, Bills at Chiefs in Kansas City. Chiefs to 12-win team now, Bills and 11. And, I mean, it's just neck and neck. It's basically like pick them if you're a gambler. Kenny Rogers, do you know when to hold them? You might want to fold them. It's uh, less than a field goal ball game. Now, Kansas City's getting like a point because they're at home, not getting a point. They are a point and a half favorite at home. But, it, you know, that's the thing. It's a dead even match. It's two. I, I've been saying it this week. It's quite possible that that one right there is the matchup between the two best teams in the NFL. And that's Chiefs at home hosting that Bills team. But we shall see. And, and then uh, you got um, Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers and the Rams. They play at 2 o'clock earlier on Sunday. So it's uh, earlier in the day. And it's going to be nice weather in Tampa hosting the Rams from L.A. And, you know, look, say what you want, but you got Tom Brady there. There's no reason that Tampa Bay shouldn't win that game at home, right? Rams fly all the way across the country. He beat up on Arizona last week, but we shall see. And there'll be some pressure there. A lot of eyes on that quarterback matchup with Matt Stafford, who went there in a trade and was good all those years in Detroit. And everybody said, well, you know, no postseason stuff because it's Detroit. It has nothing to do with Matt Stafford. So the Rams lock him up because he's supposed to be their ticket instead of Jared Goff, their ticket to get him farther in the postseason, get him back to the Super Bowl, maybe this time win it. Um, and we will see, Saints fans, if the Rams are going to need a uh, – a weird officiating blunder in order to advance to the Super Bowl this year the way they did the last time they went. So that's the matchup of games. And if I were picking them, who would you pick? That's I'm curious to know. Y'all can let me know who you'd pick in these games tomorrow and Sunday and why. I'd love to know what you think. For me, I would go um, Titans over the Bengals. Pretty confident in that one. Titans at home. Um, Bengals good, but not ready for it. Titans defense, like them a lot. Uh, I would go Packers Saturday night, tomorrow night at home. Better team, never lost at home this year. Conditions, super-duper cold, more acclimated to that than the 49ers. I just like the Packers. Sunday, super tight back-and-forth game. I imagine the Chiefs will be who they are and have been all year long, and that's a little bit of a slow starter and then finish really strong and probably win it. But a little bit of a slow start, to, and the Bills will probably you know, score early and maybe take a lead early. But I expect Kansas City to come back, win the ballgame somehow, some way at home. I expect that one to probably be the best and um, most contended game of the weekend. Because I would also go with the Buccaneers at home. And all, you know, I know that you're going, well, Matt, all in the world you did is look at four NFL games this weekend and pick all four home teams. But it's here and there. I'm just looking at the matchups. And you you give Tom Brady a a big game, good weather, at home, in his stadium, Rams team traveling, quarterback matchup goes for Tampa. I like Tampa. So I'd go Titans and Packers tomorrow, Chiefs and Buccaneers on uh, Sunday. And so if those hold up what we are looking at, is a Chiefs-Titans AFC championship game and a Packers-Buccaneers NFC championship game. My goodness. (laughs) 
what matchups those would be. My goodness. And, you know, be complete toss-ups in any of those for sure. For sure. All right, what do you think about these? So Roshana would pick, she's on Facebook, she would pick Packers tomorrow night at home, Chiefs on Sunday at home, Brady. She didn't even pick the Buccaneers. She just picked Brady. Makes sense. And she's picking the Bengals to beat the Titans. She's picking one road team. That'd be the Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati going to Nashville tomorrow. And she brought up another good point. How about Cam Akers? Roshana, yeah, what about Cam Akers? He is definitely built different. Hashtag Clinton alumni. Easy to pull for him, right? Especially, you know, going down with the injury, missed the whole year, come back healthy and and looks as good as ever. And boy, is he back at the right time. So that's the other thing we don't talk about is by virtue of the first round bye for the Titans, it's one more week for them to make sure that Derrick Henry is ready for the playoffs. Much like Cam Akers coming back late in the year for um, the Rams, you got Henry coming back now at the right time for Tennessee, and I know it's like, and they're gonna. I know it's playoffs, and they're gonna put him out there unless he's capable of being himself for the most part, right? And so, what does that do for the Titans? So they go and win the division without him. They go get the 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 number one seed in the AFC without, largely without Derrick Henry. You get him back. Now what? It was an extra week for AJ Brown and guys to kind of heal up and get loose again. So I think they're going to be tough, 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 tough. And when you're playing a team that is sort of built on offense the way the, the Bengals are, if you can get a if you can get a 90% Derrick Henry to give the football to and control some clock and, and on a cold day just make Joe Burrow and his receivers uh, stand over there on the sideline and watch you hand the ball off to him for first down after first down, I mean, it's just perfect timing for Tennessee. Jason on Facebook, looking ahead, he goes, Bills to upset the Chiefs on the road on Sunday. He's got Packers at home tomorrow night, Bucks at home on Sunday, and then Titans at home tomorrow. So he's got one road team and an upset. He's just taking the Bills over Kansas City. Jason said, I love Kansas City with that Bills defense. Yeah, I mean, they're a really good football team, for sure, for sure. Uh, Beer Slayer on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best. I get mine at Walmart a lot. Also, I get it at Kroger and Tupelo. A lot of times I'll go to Country Meat Packers, Highway 49, Florence, and fill up a cooler and come home with it there. Beer Slayer texts the show. He says, speaking of Cam, any news on the dude that he ran over in the Cardinals game? No, I have not seen any news. I don't have it for you myself. Jason in Flagstaff texted the show. He said, it's a couple degrees warmer here than it is in Tupelo, but it's spitting snow, LOL. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If we were getting, here in North Mississippi right now, if we were getting any precipitation at all, it would definitely be snow and the kind that's sticking around for a little while. Today, you know, the wind chills are way down there in the teens and low 20s. The temperature outside right now here at noon is 31 degrees when we got up this morning, it, the sun came up, it was like 21 degrees. Or, or no, I take the back, it got down to as low as 19. So any water standing around anywhere is frozen. Now, the, the ponds and the lakes didn't freeze over. 
But I'm just telling you, they will in a couple of days, right? If it were low enough during the day. But you wake up and any, you know, water puddles and any drainage, frozen. And we're not getting any relief from that, I don't think, are we? So low of 21 today, a low of 25 tomorrow, a low of 30 on Sunday. Now, Monday, it's um, Sunday and Monday. The highs get up in the 50s and the sun comes out to be a little nicer. But then you go next week. There's a period of three or four days in a row where the low is down in the 20s. My goodness. Come on, spring. <laughs> Doggone text the show. He says, Matt, think about playing Green Bay. What's the coldest place you've played in? Well, that's a good question, Doggone. I'm trying to think, you know, obviously, growing up in Alabama, playing college ball in Mississippi, I didn't play in a ton of just brutally cold weather. In fact, I don't know that I ever played in a game where the team, the the temperature was in the single digits or in the teens. I, I don't think I ever played in a game. Now, you had practices from time to time where you get down low. And I just don't ever think I had a game where it was like nine degrees, like it's going to be in Green Bay. Um, but the coldest, some of the coldest, I can think of a couple in high school. You know, there was a game, so it had to get really cold. There was a high school playoff game once, and so you're talking weird, weird weather in early December to get uh, sleet and freezing rain where it hits your helmet and freeze on your helmet. You know, it's like that kind of weird stuff. We had that once in high school. Uh, we had a game at Kentucky my, I guess, uh, my second year in college. That would have been 1996. I think 96, that was the year that we went up there, played in Lexington, and during pregame, there was snow on the field. Not a lot, but there was snow. Like, it had gotten cold. It snowed earlier in the day, clear the field, and then it snowed some more on us during pregame. So there was, you know, snow on the turf. And uh, that was one of those, like, I didn't play in that game, and you're standing over there trying to be ready, wearing a big jacket, and your feet are frozen, you know. Playing in cold weather is not nearly as bad as just being there watching it in cold weather. It's like the fans and the and us bench warmers are the ones that really suffer. The starters are good. They're just running around out there. There's definitely some cold ones. The coldest football game I think I've ever been to, uh, doggone, was broadcasting. This is several years ago. Several. This might have even been before the MHSAA began rotating the, the championship games to the college campuses. This is when it was still in Jackson every year. And Will Colmeyer and I were calling a 6A championship game on a Friday night that particular year. It seems like it was South Panola and someone. Was it South Panola Meridian or South Panola somebody? And there's ice everywhere. Like there's spitting rain. Like it snowed earlier that day. We're up on the top of Veterans Memorial Stadium, basically outdoors, and the wind's just whipping through there. They put us on camera, and our faces are red, and I like Rudolph with a red nose. It, it was the coldest I've ever been during a ball game. We're trying to broadcast it. And to illustrate, so go to bed that night, wake up the next day to, on that Saturday, those championship games, and this is around 2012 or 13, to get up and do the early game, went up in the booth, which is, again, outdoors at – Veterans Memorial, and overnight water, freezing rain and water and stuff had built up, 
coming in to where the, the board and the equipment was, and it formed a pool of water, and it was a s- solid frozen block of ice around all the equipment and stuff up there. Yeah. I mean, it was just its the coldest I've ever been in a game. Jared was asking about the Snow Bowl, but see, I would graduated by that time. I was gone. I was not on the team. I had graduated the year before when they had the Snow Bowl. Being the uh, Independence Bowl in Shreveport against Texas A&M. Yeah. Definitely the coldest game I'd ever been to was calling it on television <laughs> with Will. He probably would attest to that, too. My man, Caleb Hamill, who was helping, he was either, you know, doing stats or, you know, or um, something. And he gave me an extra pair of socks he had in his backpack. I went the next morning early to Bass Pro Shops in Pearl and bought a pair of boots. Because all I'd done is gone up there with shoes on, you know. I needed boots. I still have those boots, by the way. They really came in handy. Yeah, but there was nothing you could do. I mean, it was either do the job and freeze or just don't do the job. There's no way to do the job and not freeze in a situation like we had for the high school championship games that year. You know, and I've been to some others a few years ago. That was just the opposite. Like when they had the the state championship games in Hattiesburg at Southern Miss in 2018, on that Friday, I went to those three games on that Friday, and it was like 78 degrees and sunny and muggy and everybody's short sleeves and sweating. (laughs) You just never know what you're going to get around here in early December, that's for sure. All right, a lot more texts to get to. They're coming in. I'll get to those when we come back as we're just getting started with you on a free-for-all Friday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Who's not bald? He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's a Matt Wyatt show. All right, back with you. Here we go, rolling along. Hour number one on this Friday. What do y'all want to get into today? Now you do have basketball to look ahead to, also, and we'll touch on some of that. I'm looking forward to that the State and Ole Miss game tomorrow. I feel like, you know, it's um. I mean, in terms of tournament stuff, it's a long season. We've got a long way to go. Um, we're still in that land, I guess, of anything can happen. But in terms of resume and wins and losses and all that, Ole Miss is already really up against it. You know, I, I mean, that's just kind of is what it is. But um, State, State's right there, too. They're def- definitely bubblish and have got to pull some stuff off throughout the rest of the way to – to, to to get in the tournament. They've lost a couple they shouldn't have. Florida on the road, Ole Miss on the road. You know, silver linings there on the road. Well, now the return trip for Ole Miss, this is about to be a home game, and it's a consequence game for State. State's got to win it. This feels that way. And so um, excited about that one. But we'll preview some basketball for you. Um, back over to the text line, then we'll hit a phone call. Nick on the country pleasing text line says, Rodgers, meaning Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers about to run through these playoffs and win another one. Then he's going to come to New Orleans and win again next year. Signed, who dat? Hmm, what a scenario you've laid out there, Nick, if it plays out. History, huh? Speaking of who dat, 
Let's hop over to line one of the Divini phone, Divini equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Louvier hanging on. What's up, Louvier? Well, good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints. Yes, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is coming to New Orleans, but uh, it'd be interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, you, I couldn't agree with you more when you said, you know, it, 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 what's worse than playing in the cold is being a spectator in the cold. But even there's one thing even worse than that, because as a spectator, you go off with my chocolate. Uh, maybe even go to the car, turn on the heater, and, you know, if your kids play and you really can't leave. Uh, but there was one particular baseball game at Hillcrest Academy that I was the umpire on the bases. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't bring my heavy jacket. I brought my light windbreaker because it was kind of pleasant during the day. And that was a mistake. I have never been so cold. And did I mention I was the umpire? You yeah. can't sneak off and get me hot chocolate. You can't go to the car. I would have liked to. Everybody's out. Every check swing is a strike. You're all out. We've got to go. Game's over. Please. I have never been so cold. I was miserable. Anyway, just uh, just saying that is worse than being a spectator in the cold and i don't think it was even that cold it was like you know 40 uh -huh. like it is today yeah but yeah. cold enough that when you're out there on the field and the wind blows a little bit you don't have the proper dress oh <laughs> mm, i think i need some hot soup and some coffee from high point roaster yeah you go uh, yeah if you could sneak a <laughs> if you could sneak a thermos out there with you you just you, the thing is if you're on the base pass man there's just nowhere to hide it <laughs> there's nothing that's to it right. and, yeah, and I almost got hit by a foul ball, and everybody was, you know, very happy that I didn't get hurt, hit by it. Because it, no matter what, ball hits you, it hurts, A, and if it's really cold, it hurts forever. Yeah. I'd still be rubbing. <laughs> Nonetheless, Logan still had the best weekend. I, I, all of these NFL games, I, I know you, everyone's interested in my picks, and here they are. I hope they all lose. There you go. Go Saints. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I hope they all do lose. Go Saints. And then he hangs up. Good stuff, Olivier. Yeah, as you were, I, I thought you were going to go that route. I didn't know you were going to say baseball. Of course, you know, you play those March baseball games, you can get some really cold weather games. I thought you were going to say like a football game where you have to, maybe like you're the Chains crew. Where your job is to basically stand, move a few yards and stand, move a few yards and then stand there some more. You're not even moving. And you stand out there, it could probably just absolutely freeze. It takes a different kind of tough. And I'll be honest, I was thinking about the whole, you know, toughness to the conditions deal. And it is sort of about getting acclimated, whether it's getting used to the extreme heat, which is important. And, and some of us, maybe it's like what we're used to, what we're, where we're raised. Maybe it is some sort of chemical makeup in some people or some handle the heat better than others. I've always been a heat person uh, more than a cold person. Uh, but, you know, as I've gotten on up, and, and it really started getting this way for me in college, and I guess that's because, you know, just playing football in college, you're always out in the heat and practicing and working out, and as my 
college career got on, by the time I was kind of getting on up there last few years of college, I got to where, you know, the heat, I guess you just get used to it. The heat was not that bad. <laughs> and ever since then, I've kind of enjoyed the heat, the hot, don't mind sweating. But man, it hits about 40 degrees, much less 30. And I just can't stand it. I walked out into like my garage earlier today to get something and just being out there in the cold for like 30 seconds, I come back in. I'm like, oh, it feels so much better. I couldn't stay in a garage for more than a few minutes. You know, where's my toughness? It would really take <clears throat> focusing to, um, to, or being forced to be out in it, to develop the kind of toughness to the cold that it takes to be out in it. Because I can't stand it. I just want to stay inside, watch basketball and football playoffs until the sun comes out and it warms back up. 85 degrees is perfect. Not 72. No, and not 55 like some of y'all think. Some of y'all think 55 degrees is perfect. No, it's not. 85 is perfect. When it's 80 or 85 degrees, even when it's 90, you can do anything you want to do except snow ski. And I don't want to snow ski. You can water ski. 85, 90 degrees. Play golf. Ride a bike. You know, take your shirt off. Swim. Dive. Ski. Fish. You know, any play baseball. Play football. Play basketball indoors or outdoors. When it's warm, you can do anything you want to do. But when it's like it is today outside, you just can't do anything. <laughs> just thank goodness we don't have two feet of snow on top of us. All right, enough about the weather. Like anybody can do anything about it. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Uh, Peyton texts us his picks for the NFL this weekend. He's got the Titans because of Derrick Henry, the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. He's taking the Rams because of their defensive line and Cooper Cup, and he's taking the Bills because of Josh Allen. So how about that? He actually gave us reasoning. He gave us some reasoning. Hey, uh, I got something for you here. Now, this is non-sports. There will be several times throughout today's show in which I will jump over here into the Wayback Machine. thought I would share this with you uh, in the Wayback Machine, non-sports, before we get into the break. I'll come back and get some of your comments. January 21st. On this day, January 21st, all the way back in... 1957, a young singer, up-and-comer, appeared on something called the Arthur Godfrey Nighttime TV Show and performed this song. Anybody know where this is going? I do. I go out walking. I knew you knew it, Bill. Midnight, out in the moonlight, just like we Woo! used to do. Come I'm on. always walking after midnight, searching for you. That's the great Patsy Cline. Bill? Yes. You know, um, Karen Carpenter? Yeah. <laughs> great voice. Great voice. A couple of others. And this one right mm -hmm. here. My goodness. Searching for you. She didn't even have to try hard. 
She appeared on that show. It's a talent show in 1957. The next thing you know, history's being made. She became number one. You know who wrote that song, right? Who wrote that song? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson wrote this? Yep. Come on. That's great. Yeah, look, uh, so I thought I'd share that with you. Uh, My daughter has a thing where she's been practicing some songs for a thing she's involved in. And, and that's one of the songs I've really enjoyed hearing her sing that, but yeah, that popped up today. So, um, you know, and I, I read a little bit about her. I, I wasn't necessarily versed on Patsy Cline's life. Um, passed away at 31 years old. Yeah. Car wreck. You know. Yeah. Yeah. In an accident. It's just an, just absolutely tragic, but boy, there's a reason people still talk about people like her today, all these years later, and she died in the 1960s, is because, you know, you hear the voice and you go, whoa. Yeah, right in the middle of her career. Right in the middle of it. Man, she did. No telling what she would have done. That's just no telling. And that song, that classic written by Willie Nelson, very cool. All right, uh, your texts, comments, opinions, otherwise, on this Friday, we'll talk a little hoops as well. Coming up, I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. Mississippi State Radio Analyst. And he's on your radio right now. Back with you. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Here we're talking about Patsy Klein passed away in a plane crash at 31 years old in the 1960s, right at the pinnacle of her career. Really a shame, but it sure is nice to be able to live in an era where we can just go back and click, 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 and the next thing you know, I can listen to and whatever I want. You know, past generations didn't have that, did they? All right, Nick on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeastern United States. Nick says, when it comes to great female vocalists, there's Stevie Nicks, then there's everyone else. Hmm. She's good. Squirrel texted the show and said, "Is it, how do I pronounce that? Is it Prudho or Prudho or Prudho Bay? I would like to get it right, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, and the north slope of Brooks Range where I worked. He sent us a picture there. Look at that. Those mountains and they're covered in snow. He says, I can tell you about being cold. <laughs> I bet you can. <clears throat> By the way, did you know uh, today we are celebrating several things today uh, in America? Several national days today. One of them is uh, on January 21st. It's Squirrel Appreciation Day. I'm I don't I'm not kidding you. It's right there, among all the other things we celebrate today. I'll give you some of the others later. But it does say Squirrel Appreciation. I think it means the actual squirrels, the little fuzzy ones. 
I didn't know that they needed a day where we appreciate them more. What do you do? Like, how do you ha- how do you appreciate squirrels that they just drive slower? I mean, what? I don't know. Throw some sunflower seeds out on the yard, your frozen yard, and help feed them. I don't know. Yeah, Louvier recognized the song right away. Patsy Klein, he he nailed it. Now, in regards to the cold and the heat thing, Jason up in Flagstaff said, "Yep, yeah, uh, acclimatization." Is imperative. It took me getting tired of being cold. And I started going out in shorts to make myself get used to it when I moved out here. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to it. You gotta get yourself out in it. That's the only way you're gonna get used to it. But I don't know. It's a whole lot easier to get force yourself to get out in the heat than it is to force yourself to get out in the cold. <laughs> That's just my opinion, but and it, it's the way I feel about it. This day in history, also this day back in uh, 2010, January 21st, 2010, 11 years ago is when it was announced that Conan O'Brien would be leaving NBC's The Tonight Show. Hosting The Tonight Show has been the fulfillment of a lifelong dream for me. And I just want to say to the kids out there watching, you can do anything you want in life. Yeah. Yeah, unless Jay Leno wants to do it too. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I was going to tell you, I got, I got the songwriter on that wrong too. Oh, really? <clears throat> Not only did I mention a car wreck, but she was in a car wreck before the plane crash. But yeah. uh, Alan Block actually wrote that. Alan Block. Don't know Alan. Willie Nelson did write a couple of the songs that she did, though. Yeah. And, Willie, uh, Willie Nelson would have been cooler. And Alan Block, yeah, let's be honest. Alan Block, I don't know who Alan Block is, but he wrote one thing for me. My memory fade, nah, is fading. That's all right. It's fading. But yeah, Willie did write some of the uh, songs that she, that she did. A lot of other people did also. Well, and, and as you bring it up, okay, you, you and I talked about this one time, uh, you know, fairly recently. But you know, you go back and you look at some of the early Willie Nelson stuff, like when he first popped up in Nashville as a singer. Of course, he was a songwriter, big time songwriter. Uh, so many of these songs, Bill, that we are we know that others performed, he wrote them. But then you see some of the early stuff of him singing, performing, whatever. His, well, what would you say? Persona was just totally different. He did write crazy. Okay, that's probably what you were thinking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, like again, you pull up when Willie Nelson first popped up on a TV show or some variety show as a young guy, short hair, clean cut. Yeah, nobody. What? Who is that? Wore a suit and tie. Yeah, I mean, totally different, Mister Clean. And, you know, I think the whole time he was just doing what everybody. And as soon as he got in a position where he could do what he wanted to do, then the real Willie kind of came out and that's okay all right so you do have basketball tomorrow it does matter and in fact there's a big time game in the sec right off the bat tomorrow at noon i'll watch this now i'll watch it two of the best teams money can buy 12th ranked kentucky at second ranked auburn and it's in auburn i said that didn't it at auburn yeah so noon tip on cbs Wildcats and Tigers. Kentucky is 15-3, and 5-1. And, and they Kentucky had their hands full in the midweek back on Wednesday night at Texas A&M. A&M's a pretty good team. You know, pretty good. 
And they packed that arena out on the A&M campus. It was a whiteout. Every seat was full. The atmosphere was berserk. A&M was taking it to them early. Kentucky withstood and won the game. That was a big win for them. They're 12th ranked, 15 and 3. Auburn is 17 and 1. They are 6 and 0 in the SEC. They lead the SEC right now. Ranked second in the country, and that one's tomorrow noon. CBS. It'll be a fun day of sports. A good day. Thank you, you know, to the schedule makers. And it's going to be like 19 degrees out in the bright sunshine tomorrow, up here anyway. So I got an excuse: sit in the house, watch basketball, then football, then basketball, then football. Okay, also at noon on the SEC Network, Vandy goes to Florida. 2.30 on the SEC Network, Georgia is at South Carolina. None of that all that interesting. And then 3 o'clock, uh, national broadcast on ESPNU, State hosts Ole Miss at the Hump in Starkville. And, uh, you know, it's a must win. I mean, it is for State. It is. You got a loss on the road to Ole Miss. Ole Miss a 9-8 and eight team. They're 1-4 in the SEC. State went up there and got whipped. By them. Bad loss. Then, you know, you win, what was it, two in a row? You beat Georgia. You come back, you beat Alabama at home. Go to Florida. Could have won three in a row. Didn't. Couldn't hold on a lead. Lose to a very average, not that great Florida team on the road, Even and they didn't even have their best player. So now State's sitting there at three and two in the SEC. Already, as I said, a loss to like an Ole Miss there. They're 12 and five overall. State's just got to win this game at home. They have to. And Ole Miss coming in there, kind of limping in there. They've gotten they've lost two in a row. They uh, what? They took a, a a swipe at Auburn and played well early on against Auburn the other night. And then Auburn overcame them and then turn around and this just weird head scratcher just didn't even show up for a game kind of thing. Lost to Missouri. So they're coming limping in there and uh, seeing if they can pull one off again and sweep state this year in men's basketball. Tomorrow at 5 on ESPN, you got 13th-ranked LSU at 24th-ranked Tennessee in Knoxville. And LSU is coming off a loss to Alabama. I tell you what, Will Wade can say what we want. He's got one of the best teams that money can assemble. But bless his heart, he's coached them down to 3-3. Three and three. I think what's going on. All is not well in Baton Rouge. They're ranked 13th for now. Going to Tennessee, going to get beat tomorrow. Tennessee's going to beat them. Tennessee also sitting there at 3-3. Three and three. And then uh, tomorrow night, two games on the SEC Network. At 5, Missouri goes to Alabama. Again, Alabama lost to State, fell out of the rankings, turned around, beat LSU. Now they're hosting Missouri. Uh, tomorrow at 5 at Coleman Coliseum. And then tomorrow night at 7.30 on the SEC Network, Texas A&M coming off the loss to Kentucky, hits the road, goes and has to face red-hot Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville. Okay, so that's your SEC games and, and lineup for tomorrow. So I guess according to the – we looked at it a minute ago. According to the NFL schedule, what will my television viewing schedule be? At noon tomorrow, I'll watch Kentucky versus Auburn in basketball. Then at 3.30, dadgummit, 
shoot. See, that's okay. We got multiple screens. So I'll have at three o'clock. So I'll watch I'll watch Kentucky and Auburn at noon. At three, I'll start watching Ole Miss and Mississippi State men's basketball on the big screen. And on the smaller screen next to it, I'll pull up the stream at 3.30 of Bengals-Titans. That's what I'll do. And that, that football game is going to outlast that basketball game. So by the time, unless it goes to overtime. So by the time State Ole Miss is over, you'll be able to finish up watching the Titans and uh, Bengals game. So then at 5, this is chronological, Central, on ESPN, you start watching LSU and Tennessee. And as soon as it's over, you flip over to Fox for the kickoff of the 49ers and Packers tomorrow night. There it is. There is the television schedule tomorrow. And the only bad thing is instead of cooking food outside... We just cook it inside. <laughs> That's the only negative to tomorrow. All right, so hour one in the books. Coming up in hour two, did you know, did you realize that overnight, overnight last night, the NCAA voted for a new constitution effective now in NCAA governance? I'll tell you about it next. Stick around. Stick around. 